Was poppin', was poppin', was poppin'. Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And welcome to episode 85. And um, listen, we're back. We're back together. We've got a lot of clips to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about the moment with Logan Paul. Like, is it just a moment? Is it mm. a defining moment? What is this? We're going to be talking about confidence. We're going to talk about haters. We're going to be talking about being in the room, but always being in. It's just a lot to talk about. Everything from Lenny S to Jack Harlow to a UFC fight. Just a lot of stuff. Moose, how do you feel about this episode? Listen, man, this is what you got to expect when we don't talk for two weeks. We just, we just going to have a lot to say. You know what I'm saying? It's been, it's been two long weeks that we haven't had our exchange. So now this is going to be a good episode. A lot of really interesting perspectives. I want to say the word gems, but we say that all a lot. But this yes. one's going to be special nonetheless. And we're also edging closer to episode 100. I don't know if y'all are excited, mm. but I'm starting to get pretty excited edging closer to a hundo. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be special, man. Let's get to it. Mm, let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now, joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. First and foremost, of course, shout out to all our audio listeners, all our video viewers. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, and Moose, how are we feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I am officially done with Ramadan. I don't know if I said that on the last uh, podcast that we recorded. We got a new sound? Is that you a like new that. sound? You like that. Ah. you like that. You like that. You like that. Shout you out to Moose. Shout out to Moo. You know, I was like, I'm I'm big on like, okay, can I have my own horn? Like, we yeah. gotta have our own horn. He found the sound actually from the podcast. So somebody going, whoop, that's actually one of us. Don't know who. Wow. Um, and he remixed it a little bit because everybody and their mamas is doing air horns. Uh and shout shout out to to all our, our listeners and viewers because they're like, yo, every time I hear an air horn, I think of y'all. So that's what's up. Uh, now, that's what's up. now we have a few options, right? So this yeah. one was one. Uh, okay. Shout out to Isaiah. He loves the money one. Uh, we may play that in another one. And you guys uh, may be able to vote which horn we use. But this one, I liked it because it had one of our voices. So shout out to Mook Beats, who wow. uh, I've been asking like, yo. Please do something with this horn because I want something that literally is our sound and not the default air horns that everybody yeah. uses. So, yeah. That's really dope. I, at first, I thought I was he hearing things because you did it the first time. I was like, wait, is there a duplicate happening? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, we got a new horn. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Come yeah. on. What oh, a way listen. to start it off. Listen, what a way to you. start it off. Okay, oh, I'm I'm loving it then. Let's go. Yeah, how I'm feeling. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Listen, let's how just, I'm feeling. Let's just uh, let's just get into this episode. Uh, first, I wanted to start off with a quote um, that really hit me. Um, 
for multiple reasons. But I was listening to a book. I'm, I'm going to stop saying reading a book. I was listening to a book and uh, they got a quote from the, the founder of Visa. It says, simple, clear purpose and principles give rise to complex, intelligent behavior. Complex rules and regulation gives rise to simple, stupid behavior. D-Hawk, mm. founder of Visa. Okay, now wow. I wanted your take on this um, because, like I said, I heard it and I had to rewind about 15 times, then put it on <laughs> Nikki and Moose uh, wow. Twitter, right? Yeah. And was like, I got to listen to this every day to the point where Kurt now reminds me every day, like, yo, remember, simple, mm -hmm. clear purpose principles. I was like, wow, I love that. So I love that. It's funny because we spoke earlier today and I told you I was going to see my attorney and have like conversation. And and I love I love our dialogues because he's helping me to understand that tough conversations that help you to gain clarity on how business is supposed to work actually shows how much you care about the work that you're doing. It's not mm -hmm. that you're trying to be difficult. It's not that you're a stiffler, but it helps you to perform the best you can right. because you know when the out of bounds is. Like you, 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 you start to gain clarity around what is fair play and what is foul play. Yeah. So he says the more that these things can be laid out, they can be simple, they're easy to understand, the better you're gonna be enthusiastic about performing. So mm -hmm. it's, this, it's literally that same thing that, you know, that the quote says, the better that we can make things clear for people to understand, the better that they're going to understand them, the more enthusiastic they'll be. And of course, the greater they will perform because there is no gray areas around, hey, is this fair or foul? Yeah. No, no, no. There's clearly a line that lets you know this is inbounds, out of bounds, and that's how the game goes. Yeah. I. I have to say from, I look at it from two sides of things. Like, of course, I look at it from saying a message through content, but then also from a leadership standpoint as well, right? To where um, if you lead things up to assumption when it's complicated, right? When it's too much going on or when it's not, really said anything, when it's super not clear, then people lead to assumptions, which is never the right thing that you want, yeah. right? Yeah. So whether it's from a message thing and you think you have to go super detailed sometimes and something that needs to be just very clear for your audience, then they don't know what to do or they do the wrong thing. And you're like, wait, no, that's absolutely not what I meant. And then from a leadership side, it's like, oh, I thought this. Oh, that you wanted it that day? I thought, and when you make things very simple and clear, um, then there's no time to think. Like, it's... That's good. It makes it super apparent what is needed. And then when they see that, it's like, you know what? I see what you're doing. Let me raise it one, which mm -hmm. would bring now a new level to what you originally wanted. 
So now my my whole thing is like, okay, where where did I go wrong? Did I put out everything? Was it step by step? Is it something easy for people to understand? Do they know the real reason why why we're doing this? Like I'm checking more myself and like, okay, it, mm-hmm. it, it just can't always be the audience. It can't always be the team. It, it has to be, is it simple, clear with purpose and principle? If not, I can't expect you to, to take this and add your own flair to it. I can't expect you to take it and run with it, even from the face value that it is. So yeah, that, that quote for me was everything this week. That's everything. powerful. I'm just saying. That's powerful. I love it. So uh, let us know what you think about the quote. I guess I, we wanted to start it off a little bit different. I mean, just a little bit different. I, I think we got great response of the question of the day. So we're just trying out some new things. You feel me? But let's get into the actual episode. So uh, Moose gave me this really dope clip about... Uh, kind of like important moments in in your career. I don't know, Moose, if you wanted to start it off and yeah, then I'll play yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's the, you, you set it up perfectly. There is a lot of opportunities that we come up against in our career, especially ones that the world is paying attention to or the world is like, wow, yo, that's what's up. Yo, that's, wow, that they're giving you props, like they're hyping you up. And I think immediately we start to inflate what the opportunity is going to do to our careers without really recognizing the full depth of what it means and what is it in the grand scheme of things. So I was reading a blog that I keep up with in preparation for the show, and they were announcing and talking about Logan Paul's NFT move. Mm -hmm. So I started to see how he was doing that. But as I heard the backstory, I was like, okay, let's talk about that right there. What you expect a particular moment in your career to do for you. And what is it in the grand scheme of things and how that can stifle your growth when trying to build your brand or your business. My whole life, I wanted to be the biggest entertainer in the world. And that somehow led to me fighting Floyd Mayweather. And then a couple months went by. What was supposed to be this peak monumental life moment just felt like a moment. I still wanted to create something that was timeless, something that reflected who I was behind the camera. And then I came up with an idea. 99 originals, it'll be 99 photos that I take every day over the course of 99 days. So I'm loving the new horn. I'm just You like gonna, it? Oh man, it's a, <laughs> Um, I, I want to say that first off, the idea that the photos are going to be NFTs and that it's going to get documented. I want to break that down later. I think that's genius. But yeah. uh, to talk about the moment part where sometimes we gear up to these real big moments, right? Like things that we think is going to define our life, 
our careers and things like that, we have to remember it's a moment. And we can't live in that moment for too long if we're really trying to grow. Right. So it's good for whatever time frame that it was there. So like he got the, you know, the attention, not only from like his fan base, but from the boxing world, from the from the world, period. People were looking um, to see what would happen. You're facing Floyd Mayweather. Oh, my God, this is crazy. And then. It's done. You thought that was going to last that long? That sounds like um, uh, basketball players who who did amazing in college. They're like, yo, I was fire in college. You're 42. Mm-hmm. What are you What are you doing? You're 42. Why are we still talking about your college years? Right? It was a yeah. moment. And what what I love that Logan does is that he's like, yo, I always need something else. Right. And so what I thought was going to be everything really wasn't or it was at the time. And now I still feel empty. So now I have to find something of a of a bigger purpose or just more things to create and make more moments. Right. So now he's pretty much everything that he does. He's making it into a moment that can be documented. And if he plays this right, because I haven't seen it on his on his YouTube just yet because the clip that we played was pretty much depending when you hear this a month from when this is recorded, (laughs) um, you know, to see like, where is it going to be 99 videos? Right. Cause he's taking 99 pictures. Is he going to do 99 videos? So we get attached to the photos to that. Then when he does put it up in the NFT market, we want, to collect that because we were so attached to that particular episode. If he plays Mm. it that way, I think that's genius because if you play the story, right. um, I was watching something and they were, they were talking about Netflix. There's, I guess this series about formula one and it's bringing in so much money and it's all because not because of the racing, it's because of the storyline. People are getting attached to the people, right? So if Logan Paul takes that same concept of telling the story of the picture, so they don't necessarily get attached to, okay, I'm just buying a regular picture. No, there's a story behind everything. And he does it that way. I think that's genius. It would sell out in 2.3 seconds. He'll become more of a millionaire than he is. Um, And I think this is, this is overall great. Yeah, it's it's a it's definitely a great start because from what I know so far is that I think the first three from what I read on that blog, they've each sold for over forty k. So I'm about to take pictures, people. I'm about, <laughs> he's, I'm about to. He's yeah, he's selling some memorable moments for sure because I mean, three each at forty k. I think the highest was sixty k. And he's he's really pushing it. So it's 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 interesting. I mean, definitely the idea. I think it's awesome. But what led up to it? And this is this is there's lessons on this on many sides, depending on how you look at it. Right. The first, which is what we opened up and talked about, the idea of one moment is not going to make your career. Yeah, it's just not 
right? Like I think the most successful people out here are really journeymen, journeymen and women, people who recognize that one thing is not going to be the, the ultimate finisher. Mm -hmm. And it's because we're lazy, in my opinion, mm -hmm. is why we're, we're banking on one thing to put us up for the rest of our lives, right? But the minute we get over that laziness and we're, we stop being fascinated with this idea of, I can't wait till I no longer have to work, that's when you start uncovering one thing after the next thing and you just start pitching together a sequence of ideas or tasks or missions or businesses or brands that really take you to the next level. So it was just a great reminder for myself included, like it's not going to be one thing, regardless of how big one opportunity may be. Mm -hmm. You're going to need a sequence of moves and decisions to really build a career, right? Because even when LeBron wins, say, an NBA championship for 2020, right. well, guess what? There's a new season in 2021. Mm -hmm. So it's like, no matter what happens, there's always another one a few months after, a couple days after a new, you know, there's always a new year mm -hmm. for you to get up and do it again. So I, I really like that. And of course, the, the NFC, like you mentioned, that's going to be an interesting idea to see how that plays out. But so far, it seems that there's some great momentum and he's using, you know, the, the, the one thing that obviously attracted a lot of attention towards him uh, uh, to, to, to almost use that as leverage or something to bounce off of. So, yeah, it. It's crazy because we I th I instantly think of sports, right? When you think of just like different moments. And this is why some are known as the greats. And then some do have rings, but that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, or some do have championships and that's it. Like they, they made it, right? And now they could fall back. We, we talked about it in the past when it came to J. Cole, where most rappers, they'll get to their success and then they'll lean back and just chill because this is what they work for, right? Mm -hmm. um, same thing with, with, with sports, same thing with anything. Like your goal is to get this. His goal was to fight the best fighter ever. Like Floyd Mayweather, he did it, boom. But... Still, it wasn't enough. Now, you say lazy. I don't. I don't know if I go that far. I don't. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I'll say lazy, but I will say you may have put a lot of expectations on a certain thing that you thought made last longer, and when you realize that literally it is that twenty four hours, and then maybe a little bit more time because you may. Um, you know, people may still be talking about it, but that lasts, what, another week, another two weeks, and then we're back to business, especially in society now. Mm. Something will happen. We'll talk about it for a week max, depending how important it was, and then it's done. Yeah. So it's like yeah. you can't bank on moments. You have to create a roadmap of multiple moments. And if you do that, you will probably feel feel more fulfilled than saying, okay, I'm a I'm working my life to get to this point. Okay. And you get to it and then what? Mm -hmm. You're done? Are you dead? What happened? What's going on? Right. What's and what if you do it in like twenties and thirties? 
Then what? You just go. So it's a whole different thing. So I'm I'm big on on living in the moment and and going to the next one. Yeah. Because it's we we still have like air. Like mm-hmm. we still living. Like I we don't still got time. Right. Right. Yeah. That that's just that means you could do more. If you got to that part, you could do more. Everything's possible now. Like Yeah, but that but but that's why I say I swear to some level and and for sure there is a miscalculation of what you thought it will do for one's career, right? What the yeah. opportunity will do for for each of our careers. But a level of it is I know and and look, I'm I'm speaking about myself first. There was a time where I imagined success as no longer having to work. That to me at one point in my life success was yo, I don't got to work no more. Mm. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. It's like, wow, you have no idea, young man, that, that that's not success. Right. Right. So, so I think that some part of it is, oh, are you kidding me? I'm going to fight Floyd. Mm. You know, so there's that level of I'm rushing to this idea of retirement or I no longer have to work. Yeah. And so I miscalculate how big or small something might be. I inflate it a little bit too much. You know, it's like, oh, wow, I'm about to partner with, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then, and then it's like, oh, now what? Yeah, no, but I, I, like I said, I love that idea. It makes me think, see, this is why I love what we do because now it gives me ideas like, yo, what can we do? If he didn't do that storyline, if yeah. he didn't drop it and get, then, okay, that's a gap. You know what I mean? That's a gap. That could get people, oh, we... About to talk offline. Somebody people hit take, If you want to take my idea, go ahead, yeah. Logan Paul yeah. or the Paul brothers. If you <laughs> want to run it back, you know what I mean. That's fine. I I just you know I'll take a I'll take mm-hmm. a five percent. You feel me? We'll I'll find take a, it. We'll find this fee. Yeah, we'll find this fee. yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. That's it. Um, we can help. We can help produce it. You know, run the storyline how it is. But you know, but you got a team. You got just, mm-hmm. just give me the five percent. Yeah, man. Anyways, let's get into this next clip. Um, okay, so uh, of course, as hip hop heads, uh, Jack Harlow dropped his uh, second album, right? Which was really good. Okay, not getting into the the music or anything. Two albums I've been impressed with is Jack Harlow's and Kendrick's. Finally, yeah. Kendrick dropped. Thank God, and it is worth the wait. But we're not mm-hmm. going to get into that now. We're going to talk talk about Jack and. Uh, there was a recent interview that he did that talked about the um, crazy amount of music that comes out and, you know, what does he do about that? But I don't want you guys to listen to it just as a music thing. I want you to listen to it as, okay, there is everybody in my industry. There is everybody doing content. There's this thing is super oversaturated of whatever I'm doing. So kind of listen to it in that way. Uh, and then we'll come back and talk about it. We're in a time where there's so much music coming out that I think, yeah, the situation, the situation where it just kind of cheapens music in a natural way. And so anything I can do in the studio to 
make it feel like a one-of-one -one experience or give people production or tempos they're not receiving or change the drum sounds up a little bit. You know, there's not, not really too many trap moments on this album. So, Moose, what was your take on that? I still love the horns. Just one more, left. one more time. I gotta, yo, the horns are fire. Mook, you killed it, bro. You killed this. Uh, by the way, Nikki didn't tell me about this. So, nope. for those of you who are wondering why I'm so hooked, I'm I like, no, I, I just heard it for the first time on the show. I'm, I'm no different than <laughs> any other listener right now. So, I'm loving the horns. But no, it's, it's, it's really. Maybe at cool, the end, right? I'll play, I'll play the rest of them. I have them loaded. Oh, there's more. There's more. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Stay tuned to the end, y'all. Maybe, maybe we're going to get to figure out what the rest of these sound like. But no, I, I like it. I like it, right? It's uh, th There is a lot of pressure for for those of you who are familiar with uh, uh, some of our, our assessments. You'll know what I mean when I say uh, those who are motivated to be individualistic, mm -hmm. right? And there's a large group of people me being one of them, that whenever I see someone into something that I enjoy, I immediately get bored of it. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm not interested in doing it anymore. Right. It like it loses its value. It uses it loses its uniqueness to me. That's how I feel about Dubai right now. Uh, uh, uh huh. I ain't mad at you. I ain't <laughs> mad at you. Absolutely. I ain't mad at you. So you can lose almost love for something that you're super passionate and or gifted in because a lot of people are doing it. Mm -hmm. So I like this approach here because what it's telling me is that you can just add a little bit something to it in your creative time, in your building phase, so that it does stand out. It's slightly different than the one that's come before it or then those that are already out there so that it can keep you in tune with your work. So I like that approach. It doesn't have to be anything overly drastic, but just one extra layer, one extra element, a little bit something different to make it unique enough that you can still fall in love with it or be in love with it and not get bored of it because you see that everyone is doing reels. Or that everyone is now doing, has a podcast. Yeah. Or everyone has a, a, a speaking course or their course creators or whatever it is. Like, right. come on, it's, 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 no, uh, it's no shade towards anyone who's doing that. But certainly there was a time where that wasn't the case. And now you look up and it's like, wow, it got, got a little crazy out here. Yes, it mm -hmm. is crazy. Uh, I, I, do, I do like this clip just because, uh, for one... When when we say, yo, everybody's doing it, I love how he says it kind of cheapens things. You mm -hmm. know, I, I love that he said that. So like, okay, everybody's doing a course. Everybody's doing, uh, for those who are speakers, everybody's speaking. Everybody's doing YouTube. Everybody's like, yes, this is true. Um, and so hence why the question of, yo, why would I pay for this if everybody's doing it over here and everybody's, why would I pay this price? But it's what you do that makes everything different. Like the extra effort that you put into it, the time that you put into it, the, 
the different perspectives of what you do to it adds value to it. The, the let's say the content itself, the music itself, uh, the shirt itself doesn't have, doesn't hold weight such as for like, I don't know, a Hanes her way shirt, a Hanes shirt and a mm-hmm. Gucci shirt. Right. Yeah. That a plain white tee doesn't hold weight, but when you add your own swag to it, your name to it, and the reputation that your name has, and the consistency that your name has, that's where the value comes into it, right? And how he explained, of course, was what swag does he add and what quality does he add that gives it a one-on-one experience? In anything that you do, when it comes to your brand or your business, it's like, how am I creating that one-of-one experience? I live off that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't try to do anything similar, right? The only thing similar that I do is that I create content, that we have a podcast. That's similar, Mm -hmm. but... The format of the podcast, the way we speak on the podcast, the different types of things we bring up, the the different ways we brand each other, um, the different topics we talk about. This is all makes a one of one experience that you can't find anywhere else. Now, of course, where you can not become a one of one is when you start copying. Yeah. Is when you see, okay, to be successful, I have to do this particular style, and that's not true. The value comes of as unique as you are already. But we don't have the confidence sometimes of of our uniqueness. Mm-hmm. And that takes time, and that takes some, you know, it it takes time and practice. Yeah, yeah. And... and what we're not understanding is that because we live in such a microwave society, we think that is supposed to, the results are supposed to come right away. Right. right. But we can't expect that if we're putting something new into the world and we have to feel confident enough within ourselves to know, yo, this is going to work. And this is something no one's else seen. And with how Jack Harlow moves, we see that clearly, Mm -hmm. right? With the next clip that we're going to be talking about, since I'm already saying it this way, I'm just going to play it, right? Um, uh, We were talking about the shop. They have a whole new episode um, with amazing people again. And of course, uh, Romero... Uh, Santos, for uh, our Hispanics, um, you will love this, right? But he talks about confidence. We see his success selling out for years now and that he had stage fright. So let let me just play since we're on the, the topic of confidence. And the key element for all of us is confidence. So people have like this perception okay he's confident or she's confident 
The moment they feel that energy that you're not confident, it's ruined. You asked me maybe 20 years ago, could you deliver a show? And the way I do today, I would have told you there's no way. In fact, I remember that I would perform and once the song was over, I couldn't speak to the crowd because I was so shy that, oh, oh it, was, it was terrible. It took a lot of years of practice. So let me, let me finish my, my thing because this, this just goes completely with it. Um, you're not, some people are confident just naturally. It's okay not to be confident naturally. It's okay that you may doubt yourself here and there. You may have a talent, you may have a skill, and you kind of doubt yourself when it goes out to the public. Whether you're posting it, whether you're performing it, whether you are just doing it with one person, it doesn't matter. You may doubt that because this is now an uncomfortable situation. It doesn't mean that you're not, that what you have isn't going to work or isn't needed in the world. It just means like you're not comfortable serving yeah. in the way that you're supposed to. So for him who is super successful to say, yo, I, I'm shy. I was a shy one. I did not want to talk to people mm -hmm. like what? That doesn't make sense to what we see now. And that's the problem with a lot of people is that we feel that what we see now has always been. And we don't respect the, the journey of, okay, he's unique. He's number one. He's one of the greatest. He was always like that. Like confidence-wise, he was always like that. Yeah. He always knew that. He may have always knew, but he may not have always felt it. And it's okay yeah. not to feel that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's, and for those of you not familiar with Romeo, man, this guy... Uh, is, I mean, international sensation. Yeah. The guy has has sold out Madison Square Garden like it's his backyard, yeah. literally. He has crushed it, right? So to hear someone, to your point, Nick's, speak to stage fright in the beginning of his career, I love where you're taking it because, I, heck, there's stuff that I do today that I'm still not satisfied with, that right. I'm like, man, you could have you done that better. You could have done that better, but I will, I will pull on a, a, a cliche tag here for a moment and just highlight the 10,000 hour rule mm. because there, if you're at a point in your career where you're just not confident enough with something that you're doing, I guarantee you, you haven't put in enough reps to get all the bad out of you just yet. Thanks. And I've, and I've, and, and as I'm like calculating like almost my hours, just as I'm thinking about it now, I'm like, man. Uh, 85 po podcast episodes, at least another 85 lives, mm -hmm. uh, over 600 Zoom recordings, mm -hmm. uh, multiple like conferences and trainings and the Monday night calls and all of these different things. It's like, man, I'm, I'm coming up on well over like a thousand, uh, over a thousand hours of training. Not to like, it's, it, I wasn't good. I think I just took all the bad out of me. Right. And I said, oh, that didn't work. Okay, let's try that. Okay, that was better. Okay, keep that piece. And it was just a constant refinement of all of the bad reps that get you to a place where you finally feel comfortable. 
and you add your natural development as a person to that mix and you finally come to your voice. And that's the part that I, I think is so critical for a lot of us who are creative entrepreneurs looking to accelerate brands and businesses. You got to get to a point where you find that your own voice and you're like, man, I'm comfortable with this. This is me. I'm not emulating someone. I may, I may have been inspired by a great, I may have been inspired by a leader or, or, or a pioneer or someone who started this industry, but I'm not emulating them. This is just as much me and my story and my experience and my style and not just a, a mere copycat of somebody else. And that's where I think we all have uh, a lot of opportunity to grow and, and just take off. So I, I don't know. I mean, do you remember like maybe how or what helped you to find your voice? Because I, I mentioned it on multiple episodes here that one of the things that I always appreciated in how you moved is that you were one of the first people to establish discipline to your lane. Mm -hmm. And it was... Although I may lose attention mm -hmm. from the people, I know this is going to help me in the long run because I'm not trying to be, oh, oh, you talked about that. Yeah, yeah, I, I know how to answer that. Oh, you talked about uh, systems. Oh, yeah, no, no, I could do that too. And oh, I, I could do that. And it's like, no, if you're not talking branding, branding and content, I can't help you. Right. That's a, that's a this person question or that's a that person question. Right. So do you remember anything that helped you to really kind of find your voice and then the building that muscle or that discipline muscle to stay true it, to it and just and just because I mean obviously it's pop now so I, I you know there's some comparison to it too yeah uh social media social media really? helped me yeah um hmm. understanding by putting myself out there and seeing the response uh made me grow the confidence and, and just stay in that particular lane, right? I think personally, off of social media, I was still somewhat trying to find what to do. Is Am I sure about this? But when I realized that you actually think about this all the time and you concentrate on like making this better and how to articulate this, this better for people and how to slow it down for people. And how, like, once I jumped on social media, I was like in, in that lane, not just jump on social media. Cause I think I still have like Drake as like one of my first like posts or something. So not when I jumped on, I knew exactly what I was talking about. Absolutely right, not. Right. Like people could scroll all the way back, which I don't suggest you do, but if you do, whatever. Um, you could tell when I started taking it serious, mm -hmm. right? You could tell when I started figuring it out. And what's crazy is like when I was learning it, I, I was scared, right? Yeah. Like, oh, they do this better. They, I, I was part of that. Like, yo, oh, Okay, this person does it better. This person does it better. And then when I was just like, yo, just speak on your experience. Just your experience. Just like how you do things. Speak on that. And it's helped even when just making these different programs and, and videos and everything like that. Not looking at how they did it, but just speak on what you do. It's like so relieving 
Mm. And, it's, and I'm like, I feel confident that no one else does it. If I wasn't confident before, it was because I was still seeking other uh, people on how to do it. I don't seek yeah. other people how to do it. I just bog down on my experience and speak on that. And everything ever since then was like, oh, wow, this is yeah, this is actually easy. This is, wow. is actually fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made I made my return uh, somewhat to social uh, earlier in this week or whatever the time you guys are listening to it. It'll be a week prior. <laughs> yeah, and and I think the the one thing that really helped me take a lot of pressure off of coming back and all of these different rules that I put in my head. I said, bro, you're not a content creator. So mm. I, had to, I had to be honest with myself. I had to be honest with myself. Like, you're not a content creator. Stop trying to be a content creator. Right. You're going to produce content. Right. You're going to share content, but you're not a content creator. So you don't have to feel the same pressure of someone who's posting three or five times a day. Just use this as a, as a space to be able to almost literally treat it like a documentary. Yeah. This is Moose's documentary that is intended to put a little bit more emphasis on sharing it in a way that can help people accomplish what you might have gone through so mm -hmm. one of like my my fine print agreements was i will only share things that i'm mastering yeah actively participating in or you know have 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 experienced and mm -hmm. it's like that that's definitely in line with, with what you're saying because it, it made me feel like oh no just share it like there's who, who's not going to respect that who's not going to respect someone who wants to make sure they're giving you things or speaking to you about things that they've experienced and gone through and not carrying after the traditional guru talk it's, there's it's none of that it's, it's it's stuff that's tried and true so yeah that that definitely i, I will say it, it takes off a lot of pressure when you just like oh i just gotta literally show what is happening. I don't got to create anything or, or magnify anything. I'm just telling you what's happening. Yeah. And it's your platform. So it's like for, for me lately, and we talked about it kind of on the live, if y'all not watching that YouTube live, um, yeah, for real, I don't know what to tell you. So um, that last one was special. Yeah, go, yeah. go subscribe to our YouTube channel and Tuesdays, you know, just tap in a, you know, 8 PM Eastern, but um, even recently uh, on my platform, I'm talking more about how to recharge as a creator, as an entrepreneur and, and, and showing what I do, showing what other creators do and things like that. And I'm not saying I am a meditation expert or anything. I'm mm -hmm. just speaking off of what I've done. I've yeah. spoke off what has helped me. I'm showing on you know, my stories, what I do in my morning routine. Why is this your platform, right? And so you have to be okay showing and, and talking about what you do and not worry about what other people think and because it's it, it was for you personally yeah. anyways, right? Yeah. Like, and it's not for everybody. But the fact that, Someone else is going to like what you do. Someone else is going to uh, appreciate and value what you do is makes it 10 times better. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and hence why I do love uh, 
you know, online branding and, and, and having your own platform and being on these different tools, such as all the social media platforms. But of course, there's, it's not always, not everybody's going to like it. Somebody may yeah. say something crazy. Some, and, and so what's going into and transitioning to our, our next topic, because not everybody's going to like it, uh, you're going to have haters. You're going to have haters. It's going to happen. And on the same episode of the, sh- of the shop, one of the UFC fighters, Francis, I already forgot how to say his last Me name. Too. And Me so too. starts yeah. with an N. He's Nigerian, <laughs> heavyweight champion. Don't ask me to say it. I I can't say it right now. Okay. We apologize um, in advance. Yeah, we apologize. Yeah. But there's no offense to him. Uh, I just don't want to butcher your name. So um, he spoke about haters. So let's play that. To deal with them, you have to learn how to deal with them or ignore them and move on. And doesn't matter how good you are, you might become the best person on earth, but you will always have criticism. You're gonna have like 100 people uh, liking you. You're gonna find someone like, oh, he's this, he's that. Always, and you can, that can change. When you see those kind of comments, look at the reply. You know, you will find your, your real friend, reply and go after. Mm. That's real. That's real. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the the one thing that we fail to realize that on the other end of your content, on the other end of the followers, the likes, all of these different things are real human beings. Yep. Like, and I was telling you, like, even just a simple example today, literally before we started recording, I was like, man, I should have turned the screen on my camera around because now I'm not looking at the dark camera. I can at least look at myself. And it's probably, I don't know, I just felt like it's different when I can see someone there, right. even though it's myself. I'm like, oh, but I, I can see some. Instead of just looking into a dark hole, you forget that you're communicating with people on the other end of your podcast or whatever it is. Mm. So as content creators, I think that's a reminder. So when you start remembering that and you keep that theme front and center in what you're doing, you're going to have people who start liking what you're saying, connecting with what you're saying, finding value in what you're sharing. And of course, just like almost family ties, you're not going to let the the bully of the block come and and beat up your little brother or your little sister. Immediately, you're going to jump in because you're like, yo, hold up. You're not going to mess with somebody that, you know, I rock with or I support or who's held me down. So that's that same piece here. It's like the moment you realize that there are other people on the other end of this internet, which sometimes may feel like a black hole. And the only thing that matters is numbers and likes and all these like vanity metrics. The minute you realize that there's value there, you start to move differently. And because you're adding true value in those people's lives, they will protect you from all of the bad things that happen also in this crazy world that can be the internet from time to time because they recognize you as a, a real person. They see that you, you recognize them more importantly as real people. Yeah. And so they, don't, they, they wanna keep your spirit alive. They wanna keep your message alive. So I love that. It's like, yo, at some point, don't even worry about the fear that comes with growth because of haters. That shouldn't be a reason of, of why you shouldn't wanna grow Right. your brand or your business because if you do it with the right things in front of you those people will come and protect you from a lot of the bad that can come anyway no that's that's true and 
I love what he said with the the tribe members. We we tend to focus on the wrong things and allow the people who you've already catered to to worry about that. It's not meant mm-hmm. for you to. They they got you, right? Yeah. Um and our jobs as, you know, personal brands as just brands in general is to cater and serve our audience. And that's it. Not serve them and then address everybody who don't like you. There's going to be people who are not going. There's haters the second that you start, right? They just talk behind your back. They're not saying anything front front face value, right? So they're not going to be in the comments right away. But there's always going to be somebody who's not going to like what you do. Whether it's a simple, just let me continue to scroll because I ain't really feeling you. Whether it's talking to somebody that you don't know either, like we don't know these people. Mm-hmm. And so to give energy to it makes no sense. Like, and mind you, I'm the petty one. I can do this, right? I, you say something crazy to me, we can go back and forth, right? Uh, I've learned to become better. I have. I've learned to be, I'm working on that. That's definitely part of my meditation as well. Is to please give me patience and unpettiness, right? It's good stuff. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. It's it's a struggle. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a really bad struggle right now. But um, but also what I love, and, I, and I've witnessed it as well, is that when somebody says something, uh, you know, whether, you know, because... I run ease, uh, you know, pages. When somebody says something crazy, his people, his fans are replying, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm on live and I have a random person saying something, the people in the chat is going after them. Like, yo, well, hold on. Who who are you? Right? right. And then if I is to, to address it, because some I do, right? Hold on. Let's have this conversation, Right. Then it's even worse because now all the people are on it. Like you have nothing to worry about. You all you have to do, all we have to do as brands is serve those who we are meant to be for. Mm-hmm. And understand this is part of the game and it's literally a game. Because if you was to have a conversation with them in real life, they will switch up. Quick, fast, in a hurry. Absolutely. And so don't concentrate on the the trolls, the haters, anything like that, because you're going to get exhausted. Because it's energy you don't necessarily need to waste, but it's part of the game. It happens. Yeah, yeah no, for real. For real. Just focus. And, that, and that's why it's like, yo, just focus on living the life. Yes. Uh, like like really, li- really live what you portray. And the rest will take care of itself. Yes. Now, last clip. Um, shout out. Uh, funny thing. Shout out to uh, Earn Your Leisure. Uh, I I told them I, I was I have a little group chat with them, and uh, I was hitting up Rashad like uh, we need to be like a EYL affiliate or something. As much oh. as we go over uh, yeah, yeah. Earn Your Leisure's interviews. They happen to have just the best interviews. So from 
a branding and business side, we're always going to cover them. It is what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. But we may just need like a, a sticker, Rashad, Troy, Isaiah, clip this up. We, we just need like a sticker, like a f- official earn your leisure, f- like those people who rock with you. Boom. Give yeah. them a sticker. Uh, we'll put it on our podcast or something because we just talk about you all the time. It is what it is. But let's get into the clip. Uh, They had one of uh, my favorite people that I love to study, which is Lenny S. Some of y'all know him as Kodak Lens on Instagram, uh, Gold Couch and everything like that. Um, They had him on. He's been in the bad boy era, the... the, um, Rockefeller era, and now he is like senior vice president of Rock Nation. He's a super exec at Rock Nation, manager of DJ Khaled. Um, he did manage Fabulous. He has accolades of amazing things. And one of my favorite photos of Nipsey, he took. But um, how he got in the game is something that needs to be talked about because he always wanted to be in the music industry. He actually said in another interview, my whole thing is I wanted to be a, a music exec, right? And so he had to get in the game somehow, some way. Uh, in this clip, he talks about just always being present. So let me play this. My whole goal from high school, go anywhere that there is music stuff going on. If I heard about a video, I went to the video. If I heard about a seminar, uh, in-store, I don't care if Nas and Leo was signing autographs at whatever stuff. I went, uh, anything music, because I figured whatever music related was going on is gonna be music related people or artists or their, and I read credits. So I knew every person, uh, oh, Nas is gonna be, I know Jungle, I know this, I, know, I don't know them, but I know. Nah, nah, but that's, 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 we're trying to establish relationships. Nah, that's, that's very important. And it was crazy. I said this in London to, I was talking to somebody. I said, the two biggest keys in business, stay close and to add value. Mm-hmm. And that seems like it's easy, but so many people do not do that. Yeah. And it's like, what you're talking about, so many people fail that part of it. Where it's like, just be in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. How many times have you said that? Like mm-hmm. even every time we get on stage, I say the same thing. It's not about being in the right place at the right time. It's being in the right place all the time. Yeah, critical, critical, man, critical for anyone who's looking to uh, acquire knowledge, build relationships, get their foot in through the door somewhere. That is the single greatest way to do it. Just show up. You'll be surprised how many people cannot just take care of all of the inconveniences that can come up in front of you and stop you from simply showing up where the action is happening. You will learn so much just by getting through the door. I'll tell you a funny story. The first time that like I really started building relationship with E and everyone, it kind of started with CJ because I was starting to show up at a lot of the events. And then CJ came up to me one time. He was like, yo, uh, are you a part of Masters of the Game? I said, no, I'm not. He said, okay, you know what? Just tell Tay to add you to the list. Like, don't even worry about the money. He's like, the way you moving, like you've been at every event. Just come to Masters of the Game. Mm. And I was like, okay. Right. I, didn't, I, didn't, 
I didn't do anything. I, I just showed up. Like I literally, that's all I did. Now, of course I was helping out in some areas from a volunteer standpoint or wherever I can find to add some level of value or bring some level of convenience, mm -hmm. but it wasn't an orchestrated thing. Yo, I'm gonna stand right here and I'm gonna wear this right here and I'm gonna say this and then boom, I'm in there. It's right. like, no, nah, so sometimes just covering the inconveniences that happen in a person's day-to-day -day life and making time to show up somewhere, especially if it's in an industry that you care to be a part of in the long term, people will notice that. Because it's not, it's, not, it's not difficult, especially, and here's, a, here's another little tip or, or maybe a secret uh, sauce that I, I, I'll share. When you're in front of large audiences, Right. A lot of speakers are trained to look for the familiar face or the face that's giving them energy. Yeah. So e even in a in a large audience. The speaker will eventually know, like, yo, I've seen this person at least five, six, seven times. Yeah. The last time I've been out here. Right. Because it's like he's he, he or she continue to show up. So, I, yeah, the, the the level of. Of, of opportunity that will come your way just by simply removing all the obstacles that will come up so that you can find yourself in a room where the action is happening, it's critical. You'll never, you'll literally, I can't emphasize this enough. You'll never know where you'll end up just by simply being there. Yeah, I think both of us, you know, had similar storylines with how we got with uh, E. It's just by always showing up, like, mm -hmm. Uh, I still remember driving 14 hours to Miami for like a day and then Crazy. the next day leaving again. I still driving remember. Back. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was, i never do that again. Um, no, I should never say never, but we'll highly uh, try not to do that not ever do again. It. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the Honda has miles because I went everywhere, you know, um, just to be in the building somehow, some way. And it did get me in the positions that I am right now. Um, and it's important because with, with, with Lenny, he was like, okay, I want to be in this particular industry. Well, let me go to the events that have the industry people in there. Right. And so they can always see me. And, and, and sometimes it, I'm not saying it only takes that, but so, that's the first step. Like if you want to be in an industry, be where the industry is. Don't assume it's going to fall in your lap. Don't assume that everything on social media is going like you're seeing people have great opportunities that way. So if I do this over and over That'll happen too. That's a longer process. I will say yeah. that. It still yeah. could happen. It's just a longer process. Now, there are, you. we have to understand, there are still people that love that, you know, uh, in-person feeling. But what I wanted to ask you is for the introverts, especially the introverts that have come through after the pandemic, right? Oh, man. Um, yeah. I really... Side note, uh, I really need to take this assessment again because I think the pandemic really messed me up even more. But I was already <laughs> there. You feel me? Yeah. Like I was already, but now it's bad. So it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a so, wrap. 
Yeah, we 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 may need to we may need to go over that um one time for the one time uh when it when it's all said and done. But what do you think could help introverts be in these events cuz they know they need that like hand-to-hand combat, but I don't necessarily, I'll speak for me too. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily like speaking to people I don't really know, being around people I don't really know. I, yeah, like you, yeah. I get it. Now, if there's a goal, here, here's where my other side comes in. There's a goal, absolutely, but it's still like, oh, that's super, I don't want to do it. I'm, right. mm-mm. So yeah. what would what would be the advice if, if we're going to take the Lenny S way? What would yeah, be the what, advice to introverts? What helps is just show up with a pure heart, first and foremost. I think mm-hmm. when you show up with a pure heart, naturally you attract those same type of people from the other end. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about conferences and spaces that people are going to to learn. Something about those spaces naturally weed out all the people who are, say, self-centered or narcissistic or only care about themselves. Oftentimes, when people go into that space and they walk through the doors of a conference hall, they almost immediately humble themselves. And they recognize that there is a lot of people who are in this room that could potentially be my next business partner. That could be someone that I can join a team or, or, or do something with, collaborate with. So I would say, number one, just show up with a pure heart and know that the space itself typically cleans up a lot of the things that you're concerned about already. People are going with similar interests to you. They're, they're, they have a level of desire or interest in this particular topic or industry, and they're unsure So they're looking for community or people to help them gain confidence and take them a couple of steps forward. So there isn't as much pressure. And the beautiful thing about what we're saying about continuing to show up here, you don't have to hit it out the park on the very first try. If you can just put it on the schedule to show up two, three, four, five times, those same people, and they can even think about how it happens this way. If I go an event, I see Nick's in passing, okay, whatever. I go to another event, I see Nick's again. I'm like, oh, all right, maybe nothing happens even then. A third time, it's like, yo, yo, weren't you in the... Like, it's just so common, so natural at that point to see, to let organic conversation and things happen. So I think it's not as pressured or it's not as difficult as we think it is because the people who are in those types of rooms, they're looking for the same exact things that we are. Mm. Okay, I'm with it. Yeah. Uh oh! Before we go, before we go, yeah. hold on. Let me play. Yeah, yeah. Some of the uh, sounds. Yeah, some of the sounds. Hold on. Let me, let me get them. I got a few. Okay. So, uh, for those people, we need your help. We need your help. Uh, go into the comments. Uh, w- which one's best? So we have the first one, the one we've been playing all right. Here's the second one. That's huh. Isaiah's favorite, right? Okay. Here's another one. Turn up. Uh, next one. Let's 
Isaiah loves that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then okay. uh, the last one. It's kind of a clap. And mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. which one do you like? I like I like one and three. One and three. So one and three were pretty dope. This the this is the third one. Turn up. What was the one after that? I'm sorry. The one after that. Yeah, yeah, no, turn up, turn up. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go is like party anthem. Uh, turn, turn up is dope. Turn up and the one that we have playing now is fire. I love that. That yeah. that whoop. Yeah, That's I fire. like I like the the one we have. If if anything, probably the money one too. I do like the mm-hmm. money one. But you guys, yeah. uh, definitely vote. Uh, whether on YouTube, whether you're on our social media channels, please do that. We appreciate it. And follow us everywhere. Nikki and Moose, we love you. Uh, We're still global because of you guys. Shout out to all our global uh, listeners and viewers. You're a vibe. Um, Special announcement next week. I need y'all to stay. Mm -hmm. Like, special announcement, okay? We've been working on something. Two years in the making. Yeah, yeah. We we got something for y'all. But Moose, final words. Yeah, um, final words. All right, I'll tell you what. Don't underestimate the power of your next move. Big or small, you could be one decision away, one relationship away, literally just one step away from doing something that will change the rest of your life. So don't underestimate the power of your next move.